and the United Kingdom in implementing sanctions. Amid escalating concerns of Russia's so-called peacekeeping mission in Ukraine, Scott Morrison has announced sanctions against Russia, signalling there could be more to come. The Prime Minister says he expects a full-scale invasion of Ukraine in the next 24 hours and Australia and its partners will stand up to bullies like Russia. Australians always stand up to bullies and we will be standing up to Russia along with all of our partners, like-mindeds and all of those who believe that it is absolutely unacceptable that Russia could invade its neighbour. He says Australia's initial response will involve travel bans and targeted financial sanctions on eight individuals on Russia's Security Council. The Prime Minister is also planning to extend existing sanctions that apply to Crimea and Sevastopol to the breakaway regions of Donetsk and Luhansk. The flood situation in Queensland has taken a deadly turn with one person found dead in a submerged car and ten others missing. Emily Minnie has the latest. This 60-year-old woman's body was found in a car submerged in floodwaters west of Umundi on the Sunshine Coast this morning. Sunshine Coast Police District say another 10 people are unaccounted for in the Noosa hinterland area. Emergency crews have received scores of calls for help, including from people stuck in trees trying to avoid rising water. There is also a search underway for a man whose motorcycle was found near Gympie. Emergency alerts have been issued for Gympie, Noosa and Sunshine Coast residents warning of flash flooding that may affect roads and bridges. Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk says the death is a tragedy and has pleaded with Queenslanders not to take any risks. An inquiry has heard foreign skilled workers in Australia have been paid as little as $80 a day. The Senate committee is examining new laws to protect migrant workers from exploitation. The Electrical Trades Union today told the inquiry the workers engaged on a solar farm construction project in Queensland were employed under short-stay specialist visa arrangements. The inquiry heard the highly specialised work they were hired to do included licensed electrical work but their skills and qualifications were never assessed and they were not licensed to perform it. The employer said it had done nothing illegal and was under no obligation to pay but settled the matter by increasing the wages and making back payments. New South Wales trains are rolling again but only at 25% capacity as the industrial standoff between the rail union and the state government continues. After nearly 48 hours of turmoil, the state government yesterday backed down in its fight with the rail, tram and bus union, withdrawing its proceedings at the Fair Work Commission. The entire rail network was shut down on Monday while trains operated yesterday at limited capacity with buses supplementing some services. The same limited service will continue for the rest of the week. Briefly on the COVID front, the number of patients with the virus in Northern Territory hospitals has increased slightly to 131 with 11 patients in need of oxygen. It comes as the Territory records 864 new cases in the latest reporting period. National Radio News, produced by Charles Sturt University, the Community Radio Network and supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. Now for the latest weather on Alive 90.5. And now on Alive 90.5, here's the latest traffic information. So in Beverly Hills and Stony Creek Road at 
King George's Road. What's going on? This is not. Something's happening here. Something's happening. What is it? That's okay. So today we're <laughs> you're listening to Business Insights with Mario and Matt, and we're live in Borkham Hills. It's currently four minutes past two, and you know we're sitting at twenty five degrees right now. It's slight drizzle outside. I don't know. It's it's awkward weather, Mario. I don't know about you, but I get <laughs> I still get sweaty in this weather, even though it's slightly raining today. Stop complaining. Stop complaining. You love you love this weather. You love it. It's a cold and the rainy and. It's not a good weather, so that's what it is. Oh, don't be so depressing, Mario. He's depressing, yes. <laughs> <laughs> tops of 27 degrees today, showers ahead for us. And same thing tomorrow, tops of 27. And Friday, tops of 27. All day is looking rainy, unfortunately. I don't know about this, but hopefully it's and soon. And now, on a live 90.5, here's the latest traffic information. In Beverly Hills, Stony Creek Road at King George's Road, there's been a, a breakdown at a B-double. One of five northbound lanes are closed. In Redfern, the Eastern Distributor at Cleveland Street, there's been a car breakdown. One of three northbound lanes are closed. It's five minutes past two and you're listening to a live 90.5. This is Business Insights with Matt and Mario. Mario, how are you today? Not bad, Matt. Yourself? Good, man. I'm good. Today's today it's a, today it's a wet day. I think that summer is over. It's been a wet week. And you know, it's been a wet summer <laughs> wet overall. Summer, that's for sure. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the life of the business. Business of life with Matt Icarana, Mario Beckes. And let's go crack with the first guest, a good friend of mine. We went together in school. He's in New Jersey. His name is Jeremy Rattig. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, how are you guys doing this uh, on this fine afternoon? <laughs> What's the time in New Jersey now? Right. Oh, it's late, New Jersey. It is uh, 10 p.m. in New Jersey right now, and I've uh, been up since 4 a.m., so I, I, I'm stretching it out real late for you guys, but I am excited to be here with you. Jeremy, I just want to firstly admire your dedication to this show, so thank you very much for staying up despite it. I mean, you being up since 4 a.m., I admire you. Um, oh, man, don't don't thank me. Thank the uh, four cups of coffee that I had before the call. <laughs> Just the four <laughs> cups of coffee. Oh, okay, the, the sizes in U.S. is a little bit different than in Australia. But, Jeremy, let me introduce you. I'd like to say thank you, Jeremy Rattig, from the founder and CEO of the Adjust University. So, adjusting to six-figure office products and services to for independent adjusters of all experience levels. Adjusting to six figures initially began as a lifestyle blog for adjusters, but eventually grow into family of claims-related businesses. These businesses include adjustershop.com, the first independent adjuster-driven digital store to offer clothing, accessories, and digital downloads. Jeremy, it is your time. Who is Jeremy Rattig for the, our audience in Australia and worldwide who tuned in on a live 905.com.au? Well, brother, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, Jeremy Reddick, <laughs> I'm just a, I'm just a normal guy. There, there's really, yeah, my, my mother and my father would hate to hear me right now, but I am just a average guy. I, 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 I'm not of exceptional intelligence. I struggled all through school. Um, I, I, I really have no business being where I am right now. I've had a pretty rough go at it through my entire life. I've had a lot of setbacks, but I got lucky enough to find a little tiny niche here in the United States, uh, which could 
most accurately be described as freelance insurance adjusting. Uh, basically, I'm, I'm working for insurance companies on a independent, as an independent contractor, as a, a freelancer. And I've managed, uh, despite uh, my lack of education, I managed to hustle and grind until I built a business up for myself here. And I managed to build up a pretty good in- income at that. And like anything else, you get really good at something for so long, you get bored at it. So I found a new passion of mine, and that was to teach other people who are just like me, um, not privileged in any sort of way, um, couldn't go to university, uh, struggled in school as it was, really people with, without any positive outlook on their life and teach them how to pursue a career in freelance insurance adjusting here in the United States. And that, as you said, started off as a lifestyle blog, the Adjusting to Six Figures blog, where I just talked about me and all the money that I made. And then I talked about how other people couldn't really do the same thing and that it really wasn't that hard. And then next thing you know, six years and a whole lot of investment later, I have a online school where I teach people my style through my style of education, how to how to build that business as a freelance insurance adjuster. And it has been, the job itself has been extremely rewarding, rewarding for me, rewarding for my family. But the emotional reward that I've had ever since I've been able to help at this at this point thousands of others other people actually build a career doing this it's uh every day every day is an absolute blessing and you know we we just keep getting bigger and the goals just keep getting larger and it's it's one of the greatest things i've ever been a part of it's amazing it's amazing and i mean just oh just stands out to me the fact that you want to be the person that you needed when you were younger the fact that you want to be able to help others who maybe struggle learning about these topics because you once were in that place as well right this has kind of died out here in the United States over the last few years but for you know while I was in my 20s it was very important here that you had to go to college and there was a dogma there was a stigma attached to it that if you did not go to a university um, after you completed um, you know high school after you completed grade school you you were destined the the best thing you couldn't become is a foreman at a construction site or or some other you know mid-level blue-collar job that that's just what it was and i had an appetite that was much larger than that but it seemed like the ceiling for me had been set very low and and i accepted that all throughout my 20s or through uh you know part of my 20s i accepted that that was my reality it wasn't going to get very much better than what i was doing at that time i was you know just doing odd jobs during the day you know helping out repairing you know doing some home repair and i was a bartender at night picking up shifts wherever i could that was it for me i didn't see anything i didn't think anything could be better and and it wasn't until i managed to take a little bit of a risk and take on this new opportunity that 
did seem too good to be true at that time. But because I took that chance, because I believed in myself at least a little bit at that time, I was able to find a little bit of success in that. And that by itself taught me that, and not to sound cliche, like one of these infomercials, if I can do it, you can do it too. But I knew as a fact that if somebody like me was able to overcome these self-imposed limitations and make something of this and actually find a little bit of success in something, then there is no excuse for anybody else. Everybody else has that potential to overcome those obstacles and to be greater. It's just a matter of breaking through that wall and getting everyone else to realize that they do have the potential that they maybe wish that they had. Jeremy, one thing I'm just hearing in your voice is the passion behind the words you're saying. I mean, it sounds like through your experience, you've obviously come to a place where you're just deeply driven and you know that's the fact for other people because that's what was true for you. But how can someone who's in that state be able to see that, no, I... I can actually achieve these things. I can l- learn new things. That's a good question, Matt. Very good question. Jeremy, please. Yeah, you know, it's it's a very good question. And what I believe, my opinion, is that you need to have some small wins. Um, when I, for a very brief time, when I was in school, uh, I was a part of a uh, American football team. And we would have scrimmages. Uh, scrimmage, same thing. You're, you, it's the team going against itself, basically. You're splitting the team in half, and the team is going to uh, practice on themselves. There may be another team uh, from a, a, another city that comes in, and it's not a regular season game. It's just a practice game. And you're doing this game, and you're just getting the game in. And, and sort of the psychology behind it was you're overcoming that first step, the first step of playing a game, and you're getting ready for really getting into the regular season. And I and I think about that analogy, that that compare this compare comparison often. You need to just find something to do to give yourself a small win, to remind yourself that you do not need to be completely still and and stuck in an action. You can make these strides towards your desired goal. Even if that just means reading a book even if that just means doing a little bit of research online, maybe you want to get into real estate, but it worries you. Well, put in a couple of offers with no intention of actually following up on it, just to actually get out there and start making some progress, start making some action in what you want to do. It's just the littlest of tiniest things. But to bring it back into my story, I discovered this the niche that i'm in just by being at a bar and like so many other people i met some i i I had met someone they they explained how it works they explained the money that i could make and it sounded ridiculous and i didn't want to do anything about it until i decided well let me just spend five minutes let me do a little google research on it and see what i find and i was able to do that and i found some information on it then I said, well, you have to go through a whole licensing process and I'm not good at testing. Then I said, well, let me read up about it a little bit and just see how difficult it is. And it's just, instead of just building up 
this whole big elaborate task in your head and and looking at it from 30,000 feet above and, and seeing this grand idea, this one thing that you want to accomplish, instead of looking at it at, from such a large level, just break it down into something small, break it down into smaller tasks. What would you need to do? What would help get you in that direction to start moving towards that goal? Sometimes it is as simple as reading a book. Sometimes it's as simple as just going out to a, finding a small networking event and just being quiet and just showing up there. Just being in the same room as the people that are doing what you want to do. Simplify. The biggest piece of advice I could have, I could give out to anybody that's stuck in this position is just to do their best to simplify what they want to do break it down into a small task what little tiny thing can you do just to give yourself one small win if not for the day if not for the day then make it for the week just one little tiny thing that you can honestly say moved you towards what you truly want to do ladies and gentlemen that's a jeremy ratig from new jersey who was who is awake since 4 a.m this morning after four cups of coffee the size is not important, but they're extra large for sure. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, thank you for sharing those those uh, those those uh, tips with us, and thank you for being awake so late to be with us from New Jersey here in the studio with man, Matt and myself and other guests listening your advice. But before we take a short break, just a quick question for you. Everybody loves to talk about yeah. risk. Everybody loves to talk as a beast. Everybody wants to be a lion mentality he's a wolf and hunter and uh in a natural born killers but nobody wants to be spongebob mermaids you know what i mean and all these things everybody's a uh, some type of beast but when it's come to the risk if somebody comes to you and say it's too risky to start business or do something in life what your answer would be there's risk there there is not a single thing that, that does not have risk everything has risks you're born into risk. You take risk the second you walk outside. You take risk when you go to get a cheeseburger to eat. You take risk by going to your nine to five job. If you have a nine to five job, and you have a full-time job, you, get, you collect salary, you collect a paycheck, but you know that's not what you wanna do, but you don't, you don't wanna start a business because you don't want, it, it's risky. What if it doesn't work out? Where oh, will you be? I love this. Uh, would you agree? Would you agree? What, 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 yes. What, what my my question is: What would happen if you lost that one job? There is risk in everything, so you can take a calculated risk, or you cannot take an uncalculated risk. You obviously want to take a calculated risk. So just be strategic and be smart about your risk, but never run from risk. Risk risk is where the money is. Go after risk. Be well, smart about risk. it. Would you agree with me before just a break that risk it's living and the day we are born we are diagnosed with the most deadly diagnosis. We all gonna die one day and nobody comes alive from this life. Do you agree? That's powerful. One hundred percent. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Rattig from the New Jersey. We take a short break and we come back with more questions for Jeremy. And then we're gonna let him to sleep, you know, because it's a, he's awake since four o'clock. <laughs> oh, <right>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, listening to the business of life with Matt and Mario here to take a short break. St stay tuned. Alive ninety point five. Tastes like strawberries. 
on a summer evening And it sounds just like a song I want more berries and that summer feeling It's so wonderful and warm McGrath Estate Agents understand that selling your home is one of the most important financial decisions you'll ever make. With award-winning teams in the hills, their service goes above and beyond any other to create great results and lifelong relationships to deliver the best possible result. Brett Humby of McGrath Estate Agents will unlock value in your home you never knew existed. To realise more and experience the McGrath Advantage with Brett Humby, head to mcgrath.com.au or search Brett Humby today. Station sponsor. We all know that paying for a funeral can be a financial burden. However, have you ever thought of paying off a prepaid funeral with none of the ongoing premiums that is associated with funeral insurance? $1,000 can get you started. Hills Family Funerals, a family-owned and operated business of 35 years, can make it easier for you. Call 02-9659-0900, ask for Richard Spiteri or speak to one of the friendly staff members to learn how. Get assistance today. Call Hills Family Funerals, station sponsor. Forget fighting cancer. 
Let's outsmart it. Figure out cancer's next move before it has a chance to play it. We're finishing off cancer with science and smarts. Giving the brightest brains on earth the tools they need to outsmart it. Cancer may think that it's clever, but together, we're smarter. Help the Australian Cancer Research Foundation outsmart cancer for good. Donate now at acrf.com.au. Start. 24 minutes past two here on a live 90.5. This is the business of life with Mario and Matt on this slightly wet Wednesday afternoon. We're here with I, I Jeremy can, I can, live I can from see New Jersey. There's some sun in there, so yes, please continue. There is some sun, it which is, is you sun. know, it's beautiful, but there's nothing worse than sun and rain. There's just humidity. It's just it's disgusting. But well, anyways, we're talking to someone from the other side of the world in New Jersey. I'm curious, Jeremy, what's it been like over there? What's it been like uh, in, in, in what regard? Let's just start with the weather. I'm curious. I'm curious because it's been disgusting over here in Sydney for, for the summer. Oh. Some beautiful days. Though. Yeah. So to give you a quick geography lesson about here in the United States, um, as I'm sure you know, California, um, especially Southern California, beautiful. Um, I'll be uh, back, you baby. You have Florida <laughs> on the other side of uh, the coast. You know, uh, again, beautiful palm trees, some of the best beaches. I've been all around the world, and some of the best beaches can be found in Florida. So, And then you have New York City. I live right near New York City in an area in a state called New Jersey, which um, is not highly regarded throughout anywhere in the in the country. It's uh, it's mostly overcast throughout most of the year. Uh, lately, it has been snowy. It's been cold. It's been wet. So it really uh, for those that need a little bit of motivation in their life. New Jersey is a great place to be because you will not be able to help but strive to get out. So ah, okay. So, <laughs> do, so do you believe, okay, Jamie, that's a good question. How much influencing geographical position or like our address, I don't know how, how we call the zip code in US, right? Just that to, where we, to where strive we to, to, yeah. to get better in your life. Do you believe that that's uh some give it like a sort of prerequisite in a mean mm. that you know makes you either grind to succeed or you're gonna be buried in the same zip code that's a good question so, uh, just let me repeat the question just so i know i have it right yes there's a question whether or not your location really has an impact that's correct on, yeah, that's correct sorry yes on your on your motivation you know that's a good question and what I will say is I am sure that there are a lot of people out there, and it doesn't matter if that's here in the United States, doesn't matter where in the world it is. I'm sure that there is a that there are many, many people that believe that their environment, their location, their geo, their, 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 their zip code, whatever it is, has an impact on, on whether or not they are doing what they want to do that whether or not they have the right resources that they're i i honestly i don't believe that that really plays much of a factor at all so what's what's the point of factor to be successful that you want to strive better because look you know when i spoke to you uh, a few weeks ago you know in our conversation you were you were being so honest and people doesn't love to talk about their mistakes from the from the past except if they suits them to sell themselves, you know, to a wider uh, audience, right. but you did. And, but what do you believe, what's the biggest uh, 
element for success for anybody. From your own experience, what do you believe? What is some type of element in ourselves, a prerequisite to be successful in what we want to do? Sacrifice. Sacrifice is the number one thing, in my opinion. Sacrifice because it goes deep. You know, I smoked cigarettes for the longest time and I wanted to quit cigarettes, but it took years and years. And I'm sure this is not this is not a unique, remarkable story. I smoked cigarettes and I wanted to quit, but I kept smoking cigarettes for the longest time because although I wanted to quit on the surface, I still wanted to have a cigarette after I had a beer. I still wanted to go out and and hang out with some of the other friends that I had that also smoked cigarettes and socially have a cigarette with them. I still wanted those things. I wanted to quit, but I still wanted parts of it. And a lot of people have the same, a very similar thought about business. They want to have their own business. They want to be successful. They want to make a bunch of money and be able to go wherever they want to go. But they don't want to give up Friday night. They don't want to give up the weekend. They don't want to give up their buds from school who really aren't providing any value in their life at all. They don't want to give up on all these different things, so they sabotage themselves without even knowing it. So the sacrifice, one of the biggest sacrifices that I made was cutting off the toxic French, the toxic and, and negative friendships that I had. I had so many friends that they, they weren't help, helping me get to where I needed to go. They just kind of made me feel okay about staying where I was. And you have to make the sacrifice to get rid of people like that. You have to make the sacrifice to get rid of those hobbies that aren't doing anything for you. You should have a hobby. You should have things that, that you enjoy doing. Don't get me wrong. But you need to manage that calendar. You think Jeff Bezos of Amazon or any of these big, Elon Musk, any of these big multimillionaires all throughout the world, you think they're spending a, a predominant portion of their day with a hobby or just something that's not gonna actually produce anything for them, not produce anything for their company or for anybody else in the world, they're not doing that. And a lot of people have that struggle. They just, they don't wanna, they want to receive the benefit from building something great, but they don't wanna sacrifice anything to get there. And it, and it, takes, and it takes an event for something, it takes something to happen in someone, and it's different for everyone, but it takes something in their life to get them to open their eyes and say, you know what? I'm willing to make that sacrifice now because I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, and it's time to take action. Jeremy, I need here? to interrupt you here, just a second. We have the, another three guests in the studio. One of our guests, the lovely lady, Reem, she's nodding head as soon as you start talking about sacrifice. And, um, you know, thank you for yeah. sharing this with our audience. Matt, you have a question? Not necessarily a question, Jeremy, as I'm hearing you speak, what's coming through for me is it sounds like, okay, willpower will get you so far, you know, for example, you can quit cigarettes for X period of time, but deep down, you know, when you have a drink, you still want to have a smoke or whatever that may look like. The thing about it is though, okay, willpower can take us so far, but our purpose is really what's going to prevail. We need a reason to sacrifice. You know, whether that's for the company, right. whether it's for our kids, or whether for, for whether it's for whatever, having a reason or a purpose to make that sacrifice is going to help you prevail and persist with what's important to you. Right. And that's that event. That's that event that I spoke of that that could be different from everybody. For me personally, what really set a fire under my butt was when I found out I was going to be a father. 
that's what really changed my game. And it, I don't want to say it was overnight, but it was pretty quick. <laughs> once, yeah. once I found out that was happening, I think I had about 20,000, I had like 15 or $20,000 in credit debt. I was getting ready to move to another state. I didn't even have a job at that point. So once that happened, the one uh, principle that I had was that whenever that day would come, I would be a great father. I knew I would be a great father. I would be a great parent, but I wasn't expecting it to happen when it did. But once it did happen, all bets were off. That's when, you know, quickly I stopped going out quickly. You know, I, I, the, the partying stopped for me. That's when the sacrifices for me started to come in droves. Now, not everyone's like that. There, there are people I'm sure listening to the show right now that have been struggling with something and had a kid during that struggle and still haven't made that. That still wasn't the catalyst that made them change. So, so it's, it's, there's no one universal event for everyone. Everybody's rock bottom is different, but there comes that event, that purpose. Something's gonna happen, whether it's you're gonna be bankrupt, you're gonna have a kid, you're gonna find out that you have cancer, somebody else had cancer, somebody left your life there's going to be an event that happens that will push you towards that purpose absolutely hopefully it's not hopefully it's not a death or anything like that but whatever that event is for you that's the signal that it is time to stop procrastinating and get started hopefully it doesn't take that event to push you forward hopefully you can do it all on your own but for me and for many other people, there has to be an event that really signals that purpose, just like you said. I think that's a very key reminder that we don't always need that that key event or that you know adversity to strike us before we have to have a reason to prevail and then push towards our goals. No, we can create a reason why today. If we look in our life and what's important, we can seek and find a purpose to achieve, prevail, and persist towards our goals. That was that's that that conversation with Jeremy. It needs to be done in his studio. I don't know how you know when when he can come in <laughs> Australia. But seriously, Jeremy, Jeremy, before we wind up, I like to ask you um, how you helping people, how they can reach you, and uh, if it, anything you offering to our audience or anybody who is listening to this radio show. I want to be in touch with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, uh, as we said at the, the, the start of this segment, uh, I'm the founder of Adjuster University, so you can go over to adjuster-university.com. Um, we're only, the, the service that we provide is really just for um, U.S. citizens. We don't know what the market looks like for what we do in, in Australia, but no matter what, come find, you can find me, you know, uh, uh, on Instagram, uh, jeremy.rettig, R-E-T-T-I-G. Um, you can find uh, my YouTube channel, uh, just do a YouTube search for Adjuster University. Jump on there, check me out. And I'm very reachable, I'm not that big time. So no matter where you go, you'll be able to slide in my DMs or however you want to get a hold of me. Reach out to me if you're struggling with some motivation. I'd love to reach out and, and discuss it with you and see if there is anything that I can do. And man, yeah, listen, I'm I'm, I'm I'm on the next flight out to Sydney. Let's get this done. <laughs> Let's get this done. <laughs> that's gonna be good, Jeremy. Look, thank you very much for being our guest today. Thank you for being awake, you know, till late. Uh, wishing you and your family all the best. For all our listeners, please join us on our website, alive905.com.au. Today, after 6:30 p.m., you're gonna hear the interview with Jeremy Retting. 
from New Jersey and you'll be glad you did it and you can you can find out how you can reach him Jeremy wishing you a good night I'll be in touch with you separately later thank you for being our guest today thank you Jeremy thank you Have a take care everyone night. cheers Alive 90.5. We're Invictus Partners, an Australian company specialising in checking software usage across the major vendors like SAP, Oracle, IBM, Microsoft and VMware. Are you looking to reduce your software fees? Are you worried about being audited? Are you migrating to the cloud? Do you need help working out your software usage versus entitlements? Contact us at Invictus Partners today before you get hit with a compliance fine. Go to www.invictuspartners.com to arrange a no-obligation discussion to see how we can help you. Station sponsor. Learn something new in 2022 with the Parramatta College. Term 1 courses are open for enrolment and include business and work skills, computer skills, leisure and lifestyle, languages. The Parramatta College also offer New South Wales government funded courses. Eligibility criteria applies. Improve your personal and professional development with the Parramatta College. Enrol today. Call 9687 2072. That's 9687 2072. Or visit parramattacollege.edu.au. Alive 90.5. on the door and the night begins Cause we've done this before so you come on in Make yourself at my home, tell me where you been Pour yourself something cold, baby, cheers to this Sometimes you gotta stay in And you know where I live Yeah, you know what we is Sometimes you gotta stay in Welcome to my Control 
house. <laughs> SE Timbers Castle Hill are flooring experts. Not just flooring, SE Timbers supply, install and guarantee solid timber, engineered, laminate and vinyl flooring as well as carpet blinds and shutters. An authorised dealer of major brands like Borrell, Preference and Quickstep. Call 9894-6660 or visit setimbers.com.au to arrange a free quote today. Station sponsor, SE Timber Floors and Shutters, ingrained quality. What's on at Workers? Enjoy free live music every Saturday night at Workers Blacktown, every Saturday night and Sunday afternoon at Workers Sports and every Sunday afternoon at Workers Hubertus. Plus, enjoy a full range of dining facilities. Visit the website at www.workersclub.com.au for the full music schedule, plus plenty of other activities including raffles, bingo, promotions and fun events. Workers is your club. Station sponsor. It's 19 minutes to three here on the Live 90.5, the business of life with Mario and Matt, your sound and your community here in Borkham Hills. And our next guest is sitting right in front of me. Very, yeah, very grace well, with the And presence. opposite me, diagonal of me. Our next guest, Reem. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. You're How are welcome. you today, Reem? having me here. No, you're welcome. Thank you for being patient. I'd like to say firstly, thank you to Jeremy Ratti from New Jersey for being our guest. Not sleeping since 4 o'clock, <laughs> 4 o'clock this morning. With us here. It's very memorable. I'm very generous of him to join us. But Reem, now it's all about you. Thank um, you. So explain to, uh, explain to me why I'm so fat. I'm joking. So just... just <laughs> <laughs> so counseling session. <laughs> no, no, sorry, you are you are dietitian slash nutritionist slash making people healthy, happy, wealthy, and wise. So slash introduce diabetes slash diabetes. Yes. <laughs> so please introduce yourself to our listeners. Who is Rim? So I'm an accredited dietitian, okay. and I'm accredited nu- nutritionist, and I'm diabetes educator. Um, I have uh, two two majors and two masters from Sydney Uni as well as the Dobby's educator from UTS. Um, I was born in Syria okay. and came to Australia um, as an adult. Yes. So, um, yeah, so when I came here, I didn't know the language. Um, so when you say the adult, can you tell us what age you were? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. not my age. It's not your age. Okay, so like <laughs> try, Mario. Very good I just try, you know what I mean? So... Tell us more about that, That uh, you know, when you're ready, okay? So just when you finish your typing messages, you know, <laughs> you just like, <laughs> like jokes aside. Sorry, you have a very interesting career in Australia. You just mentioned that you come to Australia as an adult, not knowing language, but yet you have a two masters and two degrees and educate and everything else. How did you find, what obstacles you faced when you are coming to Australia? A lot of obstacles, um, the language, uh, the culture, yeah. uh, the the food, um, a lot of things. So it's totally different. Yes. Um, and so when you you come here, you have to adapt a lot. You have to learn a lot. You have to know like what things they do here, what things like works here. Yes. Uh, because it's a different culture in a in a different. Um, environment as as such um so there was a lot to learn and a lot to um to do mm. 
and 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 like your previous um, guest. Uh, person guest said, a lot of sacrifices as well, especially when you make a decision what you want to do um, and pursue with your with your vision. Can I ask Matt question you actually? Yeah. You know, we spoke to David Jeremy Ratik, now the Rim, and the, sorry Rim, your surname Ba. Bashur. Bashur, sorry. I just want to make a show that I pronounce Reem yeah. Bashur. Let's go talk about sacrifice, Matt. Sacrifice. Ooh, tell me, tell me, tell me about sacrifice. You're sacrificing every day a lot, you know what I mean? But everybody loves to talk about sacrifice. Everybody loves to give definition. Everybody try to stipulate. You need to sacrifice. You need to do this. But in your own words, Matt, now, before I ask Reem about this one, what is a sacrifice? Sacrifice is you putting not only others before yourself, yeah. but also putting matching well matching what you do for other people with your values. Okay. Making sure, okay, I'm putting other people first, but I'm sacrificing within what's okay in my boundaries. Because so often we'll make quote unquote sacrifices, but we'll go outside of what feels right to us and then we'll justify it by saying oh no but I did it for this person but no you went against your values you did something actually morally wrong to you that's not sacrifice Rim what do you think about sacrifice so you sacrifice quite a lot not knowing language not knowing culture food is a terrible problem as well so uh, what did you feel that you need to sacrifice to succeed in this country well, to to achieve my goal, yes, um, I had to do quite a, a bit of uni degrees. Yes, um, I had to teach myself um, a, quite a lot of English to to get picked up into the level that I can do that. Um, doing university degrees um, at Sydney Uni um, also wasn't uh, as easy. Even the education uh, ways in our country are so totally different than uh, Australia. Uh, also, the technology is extremely different and how they do things, assignments, exams, everything, totally different, totally. Uh, so <laughs> I had to learn all of that. And to do all of this, I had to sacrifice a lot because I had to sacrifice, for example, going out yeah. and sitting down and doing my assignment because I probably needed double the time to understand, okay, well, how, how do they do this? Oh, there's a criteria. What's the criteria? You know? Oh, okay, so how do they mark? Um, and so all of that has taken me double or triple the time. So that kind of, I had to sacrifice some of my free time. May I share with you, to one, do so. yeah, may I share with you one story? Because, you know, I don't have that many masters, and, um, but I now have the candidacy for something else. However, on my road to master's, you know, first graduate certificate, graduate diploma, the, the, the master's and anything else, <clears throat> my son told me, you know, because I stick in his face, you know, all my degrees and my the biggest one and now hopefully candidacy. Anyway, as he says to me, it's easy for you to finish your master's. So like, what do you mean it's easy? He says, <laughs> he, he explained to me, you write your essay, then another five people check for you, which is true, like, you know what I mean? Like I wrote my essay, then I sent to two different professors to review, you know, another person on my work, and then he was checking as well at the, at the last, my grammar. And I said to him, why are you complaining, you know what I mean? I was just resourceful. 
It's my <laughs> language. It's my thoughts. It's my references. And then he says, like, everybody can finish degree like this in masters if somebody check for you. Mike, you think that's a fair? No, seriously, you think that's a fair that my own son makes fun of me? <laughs> and I was just, you know, because I was afraid, you know, like, and you'll appreciate this, you know, maybe not uh, Nasa on here, you know, I mean, who's, you know, and uh, Isaac, the lawyer, who's very busy now, Tinda, and the Matt, you know, I mean, because I don't know English as a people born here. So I need to improvise. And well, my you had God. resources available to you. Why aren't you okay to use them? Yes, but you see, my son says to me, this is not your work. I said, like, what do you mean it's not my work? If professor marked my essay, and I was happy with the P, right? You know I mean, I didn't care less for the CD, uh, high distinction, you know what I mean? Because, like, I'm just happy to pass. And he says to me, everybody can write this because five people check for your essay. And I, I say, I was just resourceful. Nobody wrote for me. They just corrected my English. But let's go take a short break, Matt. What do you think? That sounds good. You're listening to the Business of Life with the Matthew Karana Mari Bekes in studio with uh, Rim Bashur, yeah, correct? Uh, Isaac and Anas from Flexi Africa. By the way, ladies, you know, everybody who is available, uh, you know, there's a lawyer with us in studio. His name is Isaac, and we're going to give his details later on. So stay with us. You'll be glad you did. You'll be glad you did. To Hawkesbury Community News is a fortnightly free local publication packed with stories about local people, news, puzzles and a whole lot more, including history, a guide to community groups, tradesmen and a variety of local advertisers. Supporting the community for 35 years and as a proud sponsor of Alive 90.5, we believe it's important to keep our community connected. Enjoy your coffee with station sponsor Hills to Hawkesbury Community News. Pick up a copy at your local shopping centre, visit hillstohawkesbury.com.au or follow them on Facebook. We are the Insight Intelligence Group, specialising in Australian corporate investigations and information risk management, workplace investigations, competitor analysis, social media intelligence, reputational risk management, internal or external investigations. Professional and proactive, Insight Intelligence Group works with you to ensure the success of the investigation. Australia-wide or global, facts, not opinion. 02882-9837. Insightintelligence.com.au Station sponsor. Hexagon Home Loans is your trusted mortgage broker. We focus on providing you with personal service and expert advice to help you find the home loan which best suits your requirements. Ranging from first home loans, refinancing, investment home loans, self-employed home loans, debt consolidation and SMSF loans. With a large network of lending institutions at our fingertips, we can assist you in making a well-informed decision that will save you time and money. Call us on 1300 562 649. Australian Credit Licence 504481. Station Sponsor. Alive 90.5. Broadcasting to the hills, Parramatta and Cumberland.
Six minutes to three on a live 90.5, The Business of Life with Mario and Matt. And we're live with Reem, who's sitting right across from me. She's a nutritionist. And you get 50 you get 50% with Rainbow sure if you claim if you just say Mario Becker Somatic Corona 50% of all discounts um, she guarantee you're going to lose 25 kilos in less than 4 weeks is that correct No Or you're going to get that bit no it's not true okay so <laughs> So Rima I'm hearing a lot and I'm reading a lot about experts <clears throat> on a food dieting nutritionism right yeah. And most of them they are personal trainers that being said, can you just elaborate for us? <laughs> it took you two degrees, two masters to become dietitian slash nutritionist. What's the difference between being dietitian and nutritionist? Uh, there is uh, a difference in the dietitian uh, between an accredited practicing uh, dietitian and a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. The key difference uh, between them is that um, the level of education and specialized role. Okay. So all, all accredited dietitians are considered to be accredited nutritionists, but a nutritionist without a dietetic degree or qualifications, they can't take on specialized role of a dietitian. An accredited dietitian is a trained health professional with the qualifications and skills to provide expert nutrition and dietary advice. We call it diet disease relationship. They undertake ongoing training and education programs to gain and keep or maintain their accreditation. Um, according to the Australian government, an accredited practicing dietitian is the only national credential recognized by the Australian government. Uh, of course, Medicare, the Department of uh, Veteran Affairs and, and private health insurances and so on, as the qualified standard for nutrition and dietetic services in Australia. And we are the qualified to actually deal with patients. That's why we say diet disease relationship. So somebody with low iron, pre-diabetic, diabetic heart disease, uh, kidney, liver, um, uh, cancer and going on treatment we work on the diet side of it and we are the only qualified body to do that and an accredited diet and if you want to look at it in another way in a simpler way level ways so you've got um, an, accred uh, an accredited nutritionist is one the lower level well one level I'll say one level and then you have to do further studies and more intense studies mm -hmm. to become an accredited dietitian an accredited practicing dietitian they we are a health professional so let me understand dietitian is somebody who works in a medical field and nutrition is somebody who the nutritionist works knows chicken about nuggets. food ah, okay so about food, okay, um, what food contains, what, what vitamins and minerals food contain uh, between different fruits, different vegetables, uh, different grains and all of that. Right. So they know the, the, um, that type of information. Um, and then we deal with, uh, with, we know that, and then we studied further, furthermore, mm. and we deal with diet disease relationships. So if a patient rocks up uh, and they have health conditions, no matter what it is, uh, we know how to link the diet with the disease. 
or with the illness yeah. or um, intolerances, food intolerances, like anything. Come on, this, this, this my, you know what, you know, just, I, I don't, I can't understand this anymore, this allergies, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like I grow up in, in, in <laughs> like I grew up in different circumstances, no question asked, but last, I would say two decades, I'm just hearing like, I'll, I'll take a comparison with my son. Every time he's going to school, you know, for the lunch, you know, daddy, I can't have the Nutella. No joke, you know, because it's nuts. I can't have strawberries. I can't have this. I can't. Say, what do you can have? My just, just a cucumber. Yeah. I mean, like, since when we become so food intolerant? This is my question. Since when the society becomes so allergic on a food? Uh, with the schools, that they different, but um, there is a lot of a lot of research coming out to say that. You know, maybe that, that that is it's it's good to protect the children because nut allergy could actually kill a person if you don't get them medical help immediately yes. or within a, a, a proper a time frame. But the the thing is that you notice is that child is no longer because he's in such a protective environment yes. that they no longer in a way aware as much with their allergies so they are more likely to to kind of sleep and have something that m might affect them I with have the question allergy for you because be they are so such a protective environment i have a question for you before we wind up okay so i come to very uh, conclusive statistics right because you know when the police when somebody die you know and they're going to uh, suspect computer and they're searching in i mean what he was looking at google <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I was looking what food can kill the person. <laughs> what oh, food 